Hey everybody, this is Clover Chat, brought to you by the University of Minnesota Extension and the Minnesota 4-H State Ambassadors. This podcast was created to showcase all of the great opportunities and activities 4-H has to offer. Our podcast will include stories and interviews with 4-H members and alumni, information about 4-H opportunities, and we'll also chat with some 4-H experts. Hello and welcome to the episode four of season four of the Clover Chat podcast. My name is Ibrahim and I'm here with my fellow state ambassadors, Hannah, Lacey, and Hallie. Today we are on the podcast and we have special guests from California 4-H. We are excited to learn about what 4-H is like in California. Can you please introduce yourselves and tell us from where in California you're located in? Hi, I'm Michaela. Um, I am from Orange County 4-H and I've been involved with the program for nine years. I'm Sanjana. I'm from Alameda County, so the Bay Area, and I've been involved with 4-H for seven years. I'm Tejas. I'm also from the Bay Area, San Jose, and I've been involved with 4-H for seven years. All right, thank you. Seems like we got some veterans in here, so. Yeah. What made you guys originally want to join 4-H? So my family originally joined 4-H. Well, so I have a brother, and when we were younger, my parents wanted something that both of us could participate in. Um, because we had different interests and Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts were popular, but they wanted something that we could both do. And so that's how we ended up joining 4-H and we just got more involved over the years. There were just signs all around for me, at least. Like I found a 4-H pamphlet in the mail and then I went to the library and I saw something about 4-H and my dad kind of introduced it to me and he was like, yeah, you should you should join. And I was a little like reluctant at first because I was like, oh, this is like something I've never done before. And then I read on the pamphlet that it said something about public speaking. And that was something that I had trouble with when I was younger. So I decided that it would be good to join. I really like stumbled upon 4-H in my area. Like it wasn't actually a club, the club closest to me. It was a club that was hosting, I think, an Earth Day event. And that's how I how I really got involved and learned about it. And then by the next year, I was like um, running, I think, the worm bin at our at our Earth Day event, where I was showing other people like the the worms in the compost bin. That's very cool. Can you tell us what makes California 4-H unique to you in your own ways? Is that like in comparison to other programs, like extracurriculars or California 4-H compared to other state 4-H programs? Um, Just in general. Yeah, yeah, in general. Um, I'd say that 4-H, California 4-H especially, I've noticed is the program itself is really different across the counties um, and that there's so many different things you can do because traditionally people think of 4-H as like agriculture and farming and um, animals and that's what I get asked a lot but um, at least where I'm from because I'm from the city there's a big focus on things like public speaking like Sanjana was saying as well as leadership and civic engagement and so um I think it's really unique in the sense that there's so many different things that you can do. Um, But also the 4-H program is built like on people that really care about the program and um, like volunteers and alumni. And so in that sense, I think the whole thing is just fueled by people who want to be there and really want to help youth grow. And I think that's something that's really unique and that you don't really get to experience a lot. I, I completely agree. I just wanted to add to that. Um, I think that California 4-H is pretty unique because they do a good job in introducing leadership to like the young uh, 4-Hers in the best way possible, like through our state leadership conference, as well as um, 
other events that we've had in the past, like intermediate voyage members have been able to, you know, get exposure to leadership. And it's not like they're starting like really late, like in their like seat when they're senior foragers, but they're really getting an idea of what leadership is so that um, in the future they can take on those type of positions. So I thought that was very unique. That's good. Okay. Tell me about what are your favorite activities in 4-H? I'll go first. Um, my favorite activity is service learning. I've been the service learning team uh, leader of my uh, club for three years now. And I think that's my favorite activity because we work with um, different local organizations every year. And it's it's pretty nice to be a part of the community that way. I absolutely love 4-H summer camp. I know for sure that a few other states have summer camp, but um, I started going to summer camp my very first year 4-H when I was nine, and it's California sleepaway camp for around a week. Um, and I think that's what just kept me going back to 4-H and coming back and getting more involved because I knew that during the summer I could go to 4-H camp. And it's just so fun to be able to spend time with like other 4-Hers um, and like do all like the camp songs and go hiking and like all the little traditions. Um, it's so memorable and I've met incredible people through summer camp and so I always look forward to that it's just like one of my highlights for 4-H. For me um, my highlight would probably be public speaking. Um, I really love like presentation day uh, where you can just present about basically anything you're interested in and then a lot of the more structured stuff like presenting workshops. There's like it's really interesting to be like learn how to sort of effectively communicate and then you also meet a lot of really interesting people at field day and our state leadership conference nice that's awesome that you have so many good experiences with 4-h kind of connecting to that what is your favorite 4-h memory i have so many favorite 4-h memories it's impossible to choose one um but i say like a recent one that i've had is um actually with both pages and sanjana um we were able, with a few other delegates, able to go to um, National 4-H Conference last year. Um, and there, I would say one of my core memories was the dance. Um, I learned how to line dance for the first time at National 4-H Conference. And it's not a thing that California 4-H does, but I am bringing Cotton Eye Joe and Church Clap to California. And um, <laughs> it's so much fun. I didn't know any of that, but like I am the number one fan of line dancing now. They, both of them can attest that like we just love to line dance now um and so that's just one of my favorite uh, recent 4-H memories I will say line dances are my favorite part of mm -hmm. any 4-H event definitely it's so fun <laughs> I think my favorite uh 4-H memory was at the end of state leadership conference which was um when I was initiated as a state ambassador and these two were going for their second year it was honestly like the most emotional experience I've had. Like I, I truly thought I was about to just sob on stage because it's like, you know, something that you've been working for your entire like seven years in 4-H. It's like finally like coming together. It's like so rewarding. So that's probably my favorite 4-H memory. Those all sound super fun. Um, can you tell us um, more about this California State 4-H program? and what you guys do through that program? So uh, the state ambassador program this year, uh, we're a group of seven state ambassadors and we're 
from all across California. And we do a lot of different things. I think the main thing that we do is we created an educational platform. That's something that the state ambassadors do every year. So uh, this year's platform, the one that we came up with was about resilience. And it's on the three R's of resilience, as we call it. So it represents uh, relax, restore, and reflect. And it's all about like resilience. And we um, kind of develop our, you know, our presentations and our workshops around that platform. Anyone want to add on? Yeah, just adding on to that, the way the California 4-H like ambassador program is structured, we're one team and there's no like separate like different specialized teams almost um and so we kind of cover like all the scopes kind of like Sanjana was saying in terms of like social media and presenting workshops and um just in general supporting and promoting the UCA and our 4-H program um I know they've also I don't know Tejas if you want to touch on it have gone to different events like Ironstone and represented um California 4-H as well yeah so 4-H uh, State Ambassador, it's a lot of educational, like, you know, developing the platform, developing different workshops and presenting them. Um, but it's also a lot of advocacy, like, whether it's to government or to a lot of 4-H supporters across the state. So we have um, one of our most interesting, like, fundraisers is we have the chance to go to this really big car show that raises money for youth and agriculture. And it's up to this really, really nice vineyard in Northern California. And it's one of the highlights of our, of our, you know, year as a state ambassador. Another thing to, to note, I guess, is that the state ambassador team is um, only for, for older youth. So I think you have to be 16 um, in order to apply. And with that, really ends up involving is regardless of whether they were a county ambassador all-star beforehand, everyone who is on the team is really passionate about 4-H and has a lot of experience to share. And I think another thing, I don't know if we touched on this, but social media, um, the state ambassadors, we do a lot of social media. We are on TikTok, Instagram, and I guess Facebook, in some aspect. So go follow us, shout out at California 4-H. And then also one more thing. Um, we also uh, lead a monthly workshop for a monthly like kind of like sessions and it's kind of like a workshop actually for uh, teenagers. It's called Teen Leadership Essentials. And we had them, we have them up till February and we focus on a lot of different topics. I think the first one we did was about um, youth and uh, like effective youth and adult partnerships. And then we also touched on, you know, how to build a service learning project and, you know, how to communicate with uh, others. So that was um, one of the uh, things that we really focused on. So you've talked like a lot about like the workshops and the public speaking, but what else do you feel is the most underrated part of the 4-H program? I would say um, definitely the chance to try something new, like something very unique. My, uh, my county had a juggling project where you could learn how to juggle. And um, I never tried that one, but I did try beekeeping, which was, which was really interesting. 
and everything from like you know baking to beekeeping i think my club also has like a, a bugs project um i think it really offers an opportunity for younger youth to learn about so many different things and then older youth to share what they're really interested in kind of adding on to that i think that 4-h california 4-h makes it really um accessible for youth to be involved um in different things and i think like an underrated part of California Forge in general is like the ability to participate in like state events. Um, and I think being involved with the state ambassador team, as well as the state leadership conference planning team has introduced me to some of the best people I've ever met. Um, and I, I think that um, when I first started getting involved with the state, I got a scholarship from my county to go to state leadership conference. And that's a sort of thing that not every extracurricular program has. And so I think in that sense, 4-H just makes it really easy for you to be able to get involved in the extent that however you want to. I was going to touch on what Michaela said earlier about how like a lot of people said that a lot of people have said that, you know, 4-H is solely based on agriculture and it's really not like that anymore. Um, there's a lot of focus on STEM at, you know, local, state, and national level, like like the Ignite Conference that's going to happen in March uh, that is having a large focus on STEM. And there's also healthy living, career readiness, civic engagement. And I think a lot of people don't realize that there's just so many opportunities for everyone. And as, you know, in California, 4-H especially, like, we do have programs that everyone will enjoy. Like, there's always something for everybody. Like Michaela said, um, accessibility is a really big thing. We we try and make um make like our regional events really easy to get to, and everyone is always like helpful in making sure that you can manage all of your commitments. So it's accessible to um to everyone, regardless of how interested um or or how much of a commitment they're able to take on. Um, I work a part time job, and everyone's always been super flexible about making that work. And then also, if you're interested in more of the national level opportunities, there's a lot of scholarships, like Michaela said, that make it so that you're not necessarily paying to go to stuff. You're, um, you're just focused on learning instead of how you get there. One of the like bigger things about 4-H in Minnesota is that it's different compared to other extracurriculars that we do. So in California, what it makes 4-H different compared to like other things, like maybe some of you guys do debate or speech and things like that. What makes 4-H different from the rest of them? So 4-H has been my one extracurricular pretty much for the last decade. Um, and in high school, I go to a online charter school. So 4-H really is my one extracurricular. So I can't really speak on other programs as well as maybe Sanjana or Tej as well, but I will say that I haven't been deprived of anything at all. And I'm just so grateful to California 4-H because the more I put my time into 4-H, the more that 4-H gives back to me. And I just love that how I'm, how like youth like me can grow with the program and really like evolves as the youth gets older um, and wants to be involved in different things. And so in that sense, you can really be in 4-H your entire life. Like, I'm graduating in July, but I know that I'm still going to be a part of 4-H um, even when I graduate as an adult. And so I think that's really unique to just 
compared to any sort of other extracurricular. Yeah, I was going to add on to that. Um, yeah, like Michaela said, I never am going to get bored about of 4-H because there's just so much to do. And, you know, compared to the other extracurriculars that I was part of, there's really only like one thing that you do in there. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a part of DECA, so we literally only do things related to business. But, you know, in 4-H, there's the, like, the possibilities are like truly endless. So it makes me really want to be a part of it forever. So one of the other um, extracurricular activities I've been involved in in high school is actually Model UN, which is really funny because Model UN, uh, if you're involved with it, you you might know that it's not just the UN. There's also Model Senate and all of that that happens at these conferences. So, um, so it's funny because in Model UN, you're focused on drafting all of these like papers that get presented to other high schoolers and don't necessarily go anywhere. Um, I never won any awards for it, so I might be a little bit salty about that. But one of the things that I thought was really cool about 4-H was you get real world experience. So I I really love the civic engagement stuff. And one of the things that we, we got to do was talk about the farm bill to state and federal legislators. And we were talking about a real world um, bill with real world impacts that sort of defines uh, 4-H across the country. And it, I, I can't think of any other program where so many youth could get so many um, unique opportunities uh, just through their program without, uh, you know, without having to, um, you know, pay or go to such extreme lengths. It's just very well integrated within the whole state and national structure. Yeah, 4-H and Model UN, that seems like a full-time job almost from what Model UN is in Minnesota, especially. So uh, if, you, if you guys are aware, Minnesota does, you know, not to brag, have one of the biggest state fairs, but we just want to know how is the state fair in California and how does 4-H help out with that experience? So California does have a state fair and in the state fair, we do a lot of things. Uh, we interview for outstanding exhibitors in each of the categories like beef, sheep, swine, goat, small animals, dairy, dairy goat. There's also herdsman judging, um, the selection of the state fair grand champion for market animals, uh, champion challenge preliminaries. Uh, there's also the premier exhibitor interviews as well. And the state ambassadors don't really have a set role at the state fair because of other uh, conflicting events. But if the state ambassadors were able to attend the state fair, they would do a variety of things. Uh, they would uh, do some of the judging as well as the interviews for outstanding exhibitor award and premier awards as well. And then for the champion challenge, they would hand out and give the awards. So they have a ceremonial um, role as well. So that's what the state ambassadors would do. Say that 4-Hers are more involved with the county fairs. Um, I know for Orange County, um, the OC fair is really big. Um, Orange County, if you don't know, it's near Los Angeles kind of area. And so the OC fair is this big thing and there's a lot of vendors and things like that. But I do know that 4-Hers um, participate in animal showmanship and things like that. Even in the city, there are foragers who have animals. I've always participated um, in the, well, 
we we have different <laughs> events at the fairgrounds, so sometimes they get them mixed up. But we do sometimes have like 4-H tables at the fair. I do remember that we do have tables, and we just talk about 4-H in general to the people who are passing by the animal um, section. Um, we also have an event called Imaginology in Orange County, which is similar to the fair. And um, we used to have like a food booth and like sell food and make strawberry shortcakes and all of that just as a fundraiser for a club. But um, our probably our fairs probably are different from yours. Okay, yeah. And it makes sense that like state fair like varies from state to state. So, all right. Um, what project areas are you guys involved in in regards to forage? So for me, it's service learning because I, I've led the project. I think that's one that I've really remained active with in my club. I've also uh, been involved with photography. I think I really, um, it really instilled my passion for photography 4-H and I submitted a lot of my photos to the county fair as a result of that. And then also we had this um, club that I was a part of for years. It was called Money Talks. We would learn all about finance and some some lady from like that's been a part of like this big company would come in and she would you know talk to us about you know how to save money how to be money savvy and a lot about you know like how to write a check like basic like life skills that would be used um in adulthood so I thought that was really fun so those are my three favorite projects I started 4-H um, doing projects like cake decorating. That was my favorite for a long time. I made my parents get a huge like cake. Well, actually, no, I earned it myself. A huge cake decorating, like a Wilton. I think it's Wilton, the cake decorating set. Um, I've also done woodworking, which is really cool. I'm in partnership with the Orange County Scroll Saw Association. And for the past maybe three, four years, I've led my own cultural arts Japanese project at the county level, which is really cool. Um, We've done everything from like learn Japanese phrases and words to um, we made Japanese food together and all of that. So it's really fun just to be able to share what I know about um, Japan and my culture. And also um, it's really inspiring because I had a little girl come up to me and she was like, I want to start my own Irish project one day. And it's like, yes, like that's what I want to be doing. Like, I'm glad that with my project, I can encourage other foragers to be more curious um, about just other cultures, their own cultures and all of that. I've done a little bit of everything. I'm here in like Silicon Valley, really techie area. So I've done a little bit of agriculture. I was in the pig project and the alpaca project. And then I also have this like county STEM team that does like the 4-H STEM challenge. And then all of the like statewide civic engagement stuff. So it's really like I, I've dabbled in a lot of different areas. Yeah, it's so amazing that you guys have reached so many different areas. I've never heard of like money talks or cake decorating. And I definitely would like to do something like that for a project here in 4-H in Minnesota. Um, aside from being a Minnesota 4-H, uh, a California 4-H state ambassador, uh, what other roles do you participate in, Cal in California 4-H? So me and Michaela are both on the statewide civic engagement advisory committee this year, um, which is nice because we're really interested in that topic. And it also aligns very well with our state ambassador meetings. Um, I think, Michaela, you're also on awards and recognition. 
incentives and recognition. Oh, I was a guest on that committee. I've been on summer camping advisory committee for three years now. Camping. Yes. Yeah. I'm a so advocate. Really love camping. Um, so I think our last meeting was was last weekend actually. And we we did some really interesting stuff. We worked on like our plan for some civic engagement activities. And then also we were working on a survey to survey California foragers and you know youth across California on where we could really improve our civic engagement activities. Adding on to other ways that you know I've been involved in like 4H, aside from being a state ambassador, I think both Tejas and Sanjana can agree it really our participation has evolved with the years that we've been in 4-H. So in the beginning, you know, I was always an, I like, I was really focused on club and I did a lot of different officer positions from being president, like healthy living officer, treasurer, historian, all of that. Um, and then I got more involved in the county. I really love my county and county 4-H. Um, you know, I helped like run events like Food Fiesta and Presentation Day and Fashion Review and participated in those as well. Um, but yeah, now, and also we have another event called Youth Summit, um, which is a regional event. And so I would help, um, I was on the planning team for that um, on the facilitator coordinating team, I believe that's what we were called. Um, and so Sanjana was there too. And so there's just so many different ways, like so many different things to be involved. I know we keep repeating that, but that really is the case with California 4-H. Um, yeah. Thank you so much, Sajna, Michaela, and Tejas for joining us on this episode of Club Chat. We really enjoyed learning about what it is like in 4-H in California. On our next episode of Clover Chat, we will be talking and discussing different aspects of Yellow and the state ambassador applications that open up March 1st. Clover Chat is brought to you by the number four, the letter H, the color green, Thank you for tuning into this episode of the podcast. See you next time. Minnesota 4-H is a youth development program of the University of Minnesota Extension and is for youth in kindergarten through one year past high school. 4-Hers participate in hands-on learning experiences, STEM, leadership and civic engagement, animal science, creative arts, and so much more. To learn more about 4-H, please visit z.umn.edu slash 4-h.